In the spirit of Valentine's Day, let's take a closer look at who the Chicago Bears should have their hearts set on in the upcoming free agent class. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today and every day. On the show today, we're going through who the Bears may have a crush on in free agency, who they should have their heart set on, and who may end up breaking their heart if they re-sign with their current team or end up ultimately signing somewhere else. We'll start with some wide receivers, some bigger names to try and pair with Darnell Mooney to build out a more robust receiving core group of weapons for Justin Fields moving forward. Then we'll move to the big guys. They deserve some love, too, the big uglies up front. Definitely going to need some love for this Bears offensive line. Some really guys at, at all three of the offensive line positions kind of across the board. Some names the Bears could look at to bolster that group up front, again, with the goal of making Justin Fields' job that much easier. Then we'll wrap up with the other big weakness, I think, circled on this roster right now, the secondary, particularly at cornerback, but we'll throw some safeties in there as well, looking for either a pair for Jalen Johnson, to make, if we're doing matchmaking on Valentine's Day, that pair for Jalen Johnson, or maybe a new pair for Eddie Jackson to try and get that dynamic duo rekindled there on the back end of the Bears secondary. I promise I'll limit the Valentine's Day puns as much as I can there, but I'll, I'll sneak them in only when they come fresh to mind. I didn't have any of those scripted out in there. They've just been sort of top of mind as we, uh, you know, as we celebrate this this day with the people close to us in in our lives of course you know it's it, it's not exactly a one to one translation there to football but hopefully you'll bear with me and we will prom promise we're not going to make this weird but let's start with with wide receiver targets right it's obviously a number one wide receiver is a is a quarterback's best friend much more platonic i think than than valentine's day but you know the big one right the big crush the big number one free agent wide receiver that every bears fan is at least looking out for we don't, we don't know if he's going to be available. We don't think it's probably realistic for him to come to Chicago, but his offensive, well, his, his quarterback coach is now the Bears' offensive coordinator, of course, Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. Everyone wondering whether the, the breakup is going to come with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers or, or whether Devontae Adams can fit in there, whether they can afford you know, to, to bring Adams back or how else they want to handle that team or if they end up trading Rodgers or what they're going to do with Jordan Love, another Valentine's Day name there. I mean, a lot of questions still lingering in Green Bay to before whether Devontae Adams even becomes available. And then you throw on top of that the Bears' ability to potentially sign Devontae Adams because, you know, with, with each of these guys, we're not going to necessarily wring our hands over the salary cap implications, but just know that, you know, you can't afford all of them. And if you sign a big-name wide receiver, free agent, or even defensive back, you know, you might not be able to afford as much at other positions. But, like, I don't think we need to break down Devonta Adams, right? I mean, we know perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL, if not if not number one, you know, top three. At worst, top five. I mean, he would just be a, a bona fide stud. Elite route runner, size, speed, does everything, wins really well. And we know 
pretty thoroughly that it's not just Aaron Rodgers that it's made Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams makes ridiculous catches, gets open, and, and regardless of when he's double-covered or how teams try and stop him, he always produces for the Packers, and it's not just purely Aaron Rodgers. Other names, though, that you know don't quite take the top of the cake like Adams, but like you know, say Adams comes off the board or whatever and stays in Green Bay, but Bears still want to go out there and upgrade wide receiver. Right now it's just Darnell Mooney and Daz Newsom under contract. We talked on yesterday's podcast about the lessons the Bears can learn from the Rams and the Bengals about, hey, you need multiple dynamic weapons at receiver positions, and the Bears can't just go in with Darnell Mooney and Scrubs this next season. So how about you know the other franchise-tagged receiver, Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Obviously uh, some, some challenges with him you know this season and, of course, you know, not being able to give the the full season's worth of production, but still, I mean, you know, uh, eleven hundred catches and and what was it? Uh, no, excuse me, eleven hundred yards, ninety eight catches, and uh, just a heck of a, a pr- production from him this season. He's been such a go to weapon for Tom Brady. I think what we got five touchdowns in there as well, and really a big part of how that that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense has been able to be so so dynamic and to be able to pair him up with Darren Amuni would be definitely a a real challenge there. Or how about Mike Williams from the Chargers, right? Not as sexy maybe as the Devonta Adams name or the Chris Godwin names, but like he and Justin Herbert had that real deep downfield connection, right? Williams is not the like well-rounded all over the field type receiver the way say, you know, Devonta Adams is or even Chris Godwin to to a lesser extent there. Right? They can do quite a bit of everything for your offense. Not that Williams can't do more than just the deep balls, but that's really where he thrived. He thrived to the tune of, you know, 76 catches, 1,100 yards, and nine touchdowns, right? But, like, when you think about Justin Fields being that downfield passer where he thrives, you could see someone like Mike Williams and then pairing him with Darnell Mooney giving you two really great downfield options to open so many things then underneath for the likes of, you know, Cole Komet at tight end or David Montgomery or maybe Tariq Cohen at running back if Cohen's ever going to return from his ACL injury, right? Talk about being able to fly high with an offense and push the ball vertically. Mike Williams would be a, a fun addition there. Or how about Michael Gallup from the Dallas Cowboys? The Cowboys are in kind of a, a tough situation at wide receiver because there's some thoughts that maybe they could even trade Amari Cooper. I mean, that, that, that all of a sudden becomes a potential option for the Bears to maybe you know, undo or redo the 2015 draft with Kevin White. I mean, of course, Amari Cooper was taken first, so the Bears didn't have a chance to draft Cooper, but I wanted Cooper in that draft. A lot of draft analysts for the Bears wanted Amari Cooper in that draft, and we kind of had to settle for Kevin White. Cooper, a Cooper trade, I don't know what the compensation would be at this point, but talk about a route runner, an all-around receiver, right? Not the fastest, most dynamic athlete on the field every time, but like, gets open and catches the ball when you throw it to him. And that, that's all you can ask for in a reliable target for your quarterback. And since we're throwing trades in here as like, you know, Valentine's type, have your heart set on Calvin Ridley, of course, from the Atlanta Falcons. Again, another one of these like top flight, dynamic playmaking wide receivers. It kind of had to be second fiddle for a little while there to Julio Jones. Now Julio Jones is gone and Ridley's reportedly not all that happy still in Atlanta. I mean, we know that Ryan Poles and Matt Ryan go way back. The Atlanta connection there runs pretty deep for this Bears team. Of course, Bears had Calvin Ridley's brother, and things didn't really go well with Riley Ridley. So is there, I don't know if there's going to be enough family animosity there to, to certainly ruin the Bears' chances there. But, you know, you just wonder, you know, how that bridge might be crossed. And then trade compensation would be a fairly significant factor in both him and the Amari Cooper conversation. But, like, clearly uh, a handful of, like, exciting. I mean, I think we went through, what, six of them there. Exciting wide receivers that would be really fun to add to this Bears offense and could do wonders for the development of 
Justin Fields. But just as important, if not almost more important, is going to be building up that offensive line a little bit more. And we'll, we'll go through some of the top free agent targets the Bears should be interested in. Whether or not they become available is another question next on Locked on Bears. Football might be over for this season, but hey, the fun with sports betting doesn't have to end at bet online. Basketball, for example, is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Maybe we'll get a baseball season if they can get their stuff together in collective bargaining, plus NHL season's underway and so much more. So with all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fired coach is going to land, our friends at betonline.net are the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the sports scores, podcasts, and news throughout any of the sports seasons. And it's not just football, it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, soccer, tennis, UFC odds, right up to the Olympic coverage, and so much more. Head over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more all about the trends and actions you need to know and get in on some of the winning. Head on over to BetOnline because BetOnline is where the game starts. I think a lot of this offseason plan for the Bears needs to start with the offensive line, making sure that whatever combination of five guys you're going to go to is the best group to protect Justin Fields. Again, we talked yesterday, we saw it in the Super Bowl, how important the offensive line was for Joe Burrow compared to the offensive line for Matthew Stafford and how pass protection and run blocking, really, for both of them, played, played a big role in this game. And so, of course... It's a little bit trickier with with the offensive line in Chicago because, you know, at wide receiver, we know it's Darnell Mooney and a bunch of space, right? They have to sign wide receivers. They're just, they're going to be forced to sign at least, I'm guessing at least two plus draft at least one, you know, along the way. There's a full on like, between Allen Robinson being a free agent bird and, and, and Marquise Goodwin, right? There's just going to be turnover at that position. But the offensive line is one where, as of right now, there doesn't quote unquote, have to be a lot of turnover. The idea is just more so really trying to upgrade that spot and just get the best players in there, regardless of whether you drafted them or or what sort of connection you might have already had. It's about getting the best players in there. So like, I think the Bears should at least consider the possibility of, you know, signing a top flight offensive tackle like Teron Armstead from the New Orleans Saints. I mean, he's just been one of the best left tackles in the NFL, and you can say, well, yes, but the Bears have Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum. You know, they don't they don't have to go sign a top flight offensive tackle. No, they don't have to, but I do want the best possible offensive line for Justin Fields. And you know, Tevin Jenkins had a partial rookie season. Larry Borum looked looked pretty good for a fifth round pick during his, I guess, also sort of partial rookie season. But neither one of them is stopping me from signing at least one offensive tackle you know I think for me the strategy would be sign a veteran and then let all three of them compete and say our two best tackles whoever out of the combination of the what the free agent Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum our two best tackles are going to start and we're going to leave them at those spots and whoever loses out of the three he's going to be our swing tackle because we've seen Tevin Jenkins play left tackle and of course played right tackle in college we've seen the Bears try Larry Borum at both tackle spots and he's at least shown some ability to play left tackle in addition to playing pretty well at right tackle. So, you know, worst case scenario there, you, you have a, a really good a really good swing tackle as an option. And, and then, you know, you, you, or maybe you can then consider if Borum loses, for example, you could consider moving him into guard in the future. You, could, like, you find a way to get your best offensive lineman on the field. 
But I'm not going to say, well, just because I have these two rookies from the previous regime, I should add, that I'm not going to consider signing an offensive tackle. Certainly, the priority first does need to be the interior because James Daniels is a free agent and Sam Mustafer is not a good enough starting center in the NFL right now. That doesn't mean I'm going to cut Sam Mustafer and give up on him as someone who could still develop, but I'm going to sign a player who should be the starter, or at least make it a competition. Give me another player who is starting caliber at center. And I think the big name on the market right now that's got to be you know in the top of the wish list on Valentine's Day for the Bears is Tampa Bay Buccaneers center Ryan Jensen. Just a really solid veteran and a great duo for, for Tom Brady, too, in Tampa, where you just have, like, two, two savvy veterans. I mean, of course, Tom's kind of in a league of his own, but, like, they get the protection calls right. Between the two of them, right, There's you don't get those types of mistakes from the Tampa Bay offensive line. And I think someone like Ryan Jensen to help Justin Fields a little bit more in that regard, right? It's sort of a, a shared responsibility to get to see things on the field and pick them up and get them properly called. I mean, not that Jensen's old, but, you know, he's 30, right? He's been in the NFL a little bit now. He's, he's under his belt. As opposed to, like, Mustafa and Fields having to try and see things and figure some things out together, especially now when you don't know exactly what's going to happen with, with James Daniels, whether he should even be brought back or what his price tag is going to be, right? Getting someone really solid in there at center, or maybe maybe they move Cody Whitehair to center, and you get, then you have a vacancy at left guard and maybe a vacancy at right guard. Unfortunately, there's there's a pretty good guard options on the market, or at least set to become free agents. We've got, of course, I think the big one is going to be Brandon Scherf of the Washington Commanders, really now into his third contract. We knew when he was coming out of college, he was the top guard in that draft, and we were wondering whether or not he would be there for the Bears or in that consideration. And there was a really big debate, like, should you draft a guard in the top 10 of the draft? And and Scherf has played like a top 10 NFL guard. There's no question that he would be just an absolute stud and is going to really, I think, set the market for guards on on the free agent deals this season. But if, you know, if he stays with the commanders, which is still getting used to it, but <laughs> I, I, I prefer football team to commanders, honestly. But if he stays in Washington, you know, some other, we call them second-tier options. You know, Lakin, Lakin Tomlinson from the San Francisco 49ers, another one of these, like, you know, when you're talking about this Bears offense trying to build this, you know, Kyle Shanahan-style zone-rushing offense, why not take Kyle Shanahan's guard? I mean, I know Lakin Tomlinson started his career with the Lions, and I think he was traded to the, to the 49ers a, a number of years ago. I don't remember exactly how he moved around, but he's been such a, a really just like solid, steady contributor for them, right? He's not like a perennial Pro Bowl type free agent, and that will help him not necessarily completely break the bank the way Brandon Scherf is likely to get a command. So some pretty top dollar there, but I think he'd be a really good scheme fit. And I also think Connor Williams from the Dallas Cowboys could also be a pretty good scheme fit, a guy who has had some struggles in his career, and I think, you know, really sort of bounced back a little bit this year and solidified things down down the stretch in particular, but maybe just maybe could offer uh, a potentially like a, I don't know if he's going to be that much cheaper, but given some of the ups and downs and some of the injuries he had, it could keep the price tag down. And more importantly, like he's still 24, right? This is his second contract. He's more of a lineman you would invest in and you get potentially a longer term type of building block. I mean, not that the 30 year olds are old, but right. You could sort of have Connor Williams grow a bit more with you and some of the other younger offensive linemen up front. Like honestly, I'd like to see the Chicago bears go out and maybe get, you know, two of those guys. Maybe they can't afford, you know, Brandon Scherf and Connor Williams or whatever, but like 
go out and if, I, if I'm the Bears, I'm signing a tackle and a center and maybe a guard too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if you can swing all three, absolutely. I think I think the priority first of all is is going to be guard because you have to either re-sign James Daniels or or replace him. Then very next priority, very close to that is going to be center. You need to upgrade the center. So whether it's moving Cody Whitehair inside or signing a new center, that's got to be very very high for me. And if you move Cody Whitehair inside, it just sort of increases the priority of guard. But again, you could sign a tackle and put. Larry Borum in at guard. You could try putting Larry Borum in at guard. They're going to need to do some work on that offensive line, but we've seen Ryan Poles, the new Bears general manager in particular, do that successfully with the Kansas City Chiefs. I have to imagine Matt Eberflus is going to want to retool the Bears' defense a little bit, particularly the back end in that secondary was, was such a disaster this year for the Bears. We'll look at some free agent targets who should be on their Valentine's wish list where their hearts may go out to that cornerback and safety position next on Locked on Bears. A lot of different parts the Chicago Bears could look at in free agency. And if, hey, if you're looking for a wide variety of parts to pick from, our friends at rockauto.com are going to be the place to go because they have the web's largest selection of auto parts online. I, I've not seen a catalog deeper than theirs. You, you really, I, if, if they don't have it on Rock Auto, I don't know that it exists when it comes to car parts because, you know, when you go to like, the, the part store in your town, like the local chain or whatever it's going to be, right? You, you talk to the person up there, you try and describe to them what parts you're looking for. They just end up looking in their computer and they're going to start, you know, they're going to ship it to you and you're going to have to pay, you know, they have to pay that person and pay all the sort of middleman pieces along that supply chain. But rockauto.com cuts all that out and gives you the lowest prices. Don't, don't spend up to twice as much somewhere else for the same parts. Check out rockauto.com and see all the different parts available for your car or truck. They're an online family business that have been serving customers, do-it-yourselfers, mechanics, all of the above for over 20 years. When you check out, write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The Chicago Bears secondary will need a few different parts this offseason as they likely will need to sign at least one or two starting cornerbacks to go with Jalen Johnson, you know, a slot in an outside, plus, you know, something at safety to match with Eddie Jackson. You know, they've been kind of rolling on these. What essentially one-year deals for the veterans. It's been to Sean Gibson the last two years and haha Clinton Dix before that. But you know, Gibson has been an average to slightly below average at times veteran. And ideally, you would like to upgrade that spot. You can sort of fall back on Gibson, I guess, if you need to. But more pressing is cornerback. We just can't afford to go with, you know, Artie Burns and Kendall Vildor again for a whole season. It's not it's not a free agent class, you know, loaded with household names, we'll say, because there is there is some real talent of guys whose contracts are expiring and are set to become free agents. Of course, still time for any and all of these players to be re-signed by their current teams. But I, I think the top name out there is going to be J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots. Again, it's not like a, a super sexy type of, you know, free, you know, this is not the Darrell Revis changing teams, Namdi Asma back in the day for a real throwback, but like J.C. Jackson had eight interceptions this season and Nine interceptions the year before. I mean, you know, like cornerbacks like him are not, I don't think he becomes that super household name. Like if you don't watch the Patriots, you might be surprised to know that, you know, he led the NFL with 23 pass breakups. He had a 92-yard pick six this season, right? I mean, he had a really, really good year. It's just not, you know, it's not sexy and flashy. He's going to get top cornerback money 
Absolutely, but it, it, for some reason, you know, we, we still only hold on to the Jalen Ramseys of the world, right? J.C. Jackson, maybe it's the Patriots thing. I don't know what it is, but he's sort of flown under the radar. I mean, even Stephon Gilmore is more of like a household name, even though Gilmore had a much, much worse season after having left the New England Patriots. But like back-to-back eight-plus interception years from, from J.C. Jackson are going to earn him some very, very big money. I mean, he's a playmaker through and through at that cornerback spot. He's, he's you know, 6'1", long but can also move really well, can play really well, man and zone. I mean, he's, he's a do-it-all cornerback in some team. Maybe the Patriots are going to pay him some pretty big bucks to lock down their secondary. But, heck, the Bears could have him and Jalen Johnson. That would be just a, a dream type of scenario there for the Chicago Bears. Maybe a little bit unaffordable for the other needs that they have on the roster. But, you know, how about somebody like Carlton Davis from Tampa Bay? You know, another one of these sort of, like, bigger, longer, but also still young cornerbacks that – you know, J.C. Jackson's 20, 26, just coming up on the end of his rookie contract. Carlton Davis just turned 25 on the end of his rookie contract. I believe he had some injuries or some COVID this year that, you know, might keep his price tag down. But he's still, again, a very versatile but big and long cornerback. I think coming out, we kind of thought of him as a, a man-type guy, but he really settled into more of those sort of off-zone coverages at times in Tampa Bay. And I think he could do a lot of the things Matt Eberflus and Alan Williams are going to be looking for Chicago cornerbacks to do this season. And of course, you know, the Super Bowl ring is, is not a not a bad uh, prize that he's able to bring with him here and have some of that deep playoff experience. And be, I think he would be a, a fun young pair for J- Jalen Johnson to have the two of them bookending your secondary for the next four years or however long you're going to sign Carlton Davis to as a potential free agent. If you want to go more the veteran route for like a, a real sort of savvy zone cornerback that again, like, scheme fit here in what the Bears are looking to do. How about the former Green Bay Packer, former what former Los Angeles Charger, now former Las Vegas Ram, Casey Hayward. You know, he's 32, so you know this is not the the long-term answer at cornerback, but you you know, you'd sign Casey Hayward, you draft another corner or or you bring back Duke Shelley and Kendall Villar will be back. You can still sort of sort of develop them behind Hayward and he's I mean, we've seen him be what defensive rookie of the year voting early on and I think He's been a pro bowler a couple times. He had a seven-interception season with with the Chargers there his his first year. There are some injuries mixed in here and there, but he's been really solid and was solid for the Raiders this past season. A little bit more affordable, I think, than, you know, J.C. Jackson, certainly, and probably Carlton Davis, too. But he could be, I think, a nice scheme fit for more of those, you know, cover two underneath zones that Matt Eberflus may look to run, but he can also go deep in off coverage, you know, in in cover four and cover three, depending on what type of mixture this Bears defense is ultimately going to take. Want to throw quickly some some safeties in there too, which I wouldn't anticipate, given the price tag of Eddie Jackson currently, that they're going to want to go out and spend another top dollar contract on another safety. But you never know, and especially if if they feel like it's going to be important for more of those two deep coverages to have a better option there. Certainly, Marcus Williams from New Orleans would be a great fit as another sort of two deep safety to pair with Eddie Jackson. He's going to be, I think, probably one of the more top targets on the market. But you know, he's been. Another one of those names that, like, maybe it's because it's such a generic-sounding creative player name that, like, falls under the radar, but has been a, a really just solid, consistent, steady safety for the Saints for all five years of his rookie contract and now, you know, is, is coming up as, as a free agent here. And so, you know, he's never been a, a pro bowler, but he's been steady enough and, you know, ge- consistently generates turnovers and, and pass breakups and on the back end was so so reliable for them that he's going to, He's going to command some some pretty good money. We'll, we'll see what the safety market looks like because they don't typically, in recent years, they have not been paid the way 
we tend to think they might end up getting paid. So maybe that brings the whole market down. So then maybe, you know, somebody like Jesse Bates from the Bengals becomes a little bit more affordable. You know, maybe maybe you're able to sort of pair him. You know, he's been, again, a more of a, a rangy type of, of free safety, but we're going to see, again, a lot of these sort of two deep coverages still. It's, it's sort of this blend between what we saw from Fangio and more like the Lovey Smith Tampa 2, right? We're, we're going to sort of see more, more safeties on the back end. And I think both... Bates and Williams, along with Eddie Jackson, can do some of both. Can be deep safeties, can come up and play one-on-one underneath or, or be try and be a little bit physical in the box. Although, a few more missed tackles, I think, from, from the likes of, of Jesse Bates, much like Eddie Jackson. But the, the free agent safety name that I think would be really, really fun and, and ex- more exciting, more of like a, a household name that gets you excited, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Imagine sort of pairing him with his sort of freelancing playmaking underneath, with Eddie Jackson deeper on the back end, who could also do some freelancing and playmaking. I just think the the type of energy and, you know, maybe call it swagger, call it moxie, call it whatever you want that the Honey Badger could bring on the back end. He's certainly not the Tyron Matthew he was in Arizona quite anymore. He's still very, very good. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a, I'm not saying he's washed. I mean, he's made the Pro Bowl, what, you know, three years in a row. But, you know, I think... As he, as he approaches 30 and is going to start to, you know, I think he turns 30 this offseason, and eventually he's going to start to get there. There will be a drop-off eventually, but still still going to play safety at a very high level. He had, what, three picks this last year, six the year before that, four before that. He's been really phenomenal in Kansas City, even as their other safety, Daniel Sorensen, has been just a mess. And so, obviously, Kansas City's probably going to want to bring him back, but, boy, God, that would be fun to see Tyron Matthew roaming around underneath with Eddie Jackson as the deep safety, because Matthew can still go deep, too, and Eddie Jackson can still you know, come up and play physical underneath in one-on-one coverage. So that's sort of my, that, that would be such a fun, you know, my heart set on Tyron Matthew in the secondary. If the money's there and the, the scheme fit is there and, you know, you can fill your other needs appropriately, if the, you know, if you, it'd be maybe a little bit more of a luxury. But, hey, that's what this sort of Valentine's Day dreaming is all about. You know, who, who do we want to see? Who would we love to see the Bears go out and pursue in free agency? Some real top wide receivers, some solid offensive linemen, and some playmaking defensive backs would be just what, just what the heart needs in Chicago, in Chicago to help get this team back toward contending under Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles. I'd be curious to hear who your Chicago Bears free agent targets, Valentine's pipe dreams, whatever you want to call them, who you'd like to see this team go after if they are available. Let us know on Twitter at Lockdown Bears in the comments on the Lockdown Bears Facebook group, or of course. On the YouTube video, if you're watching on the YouTube channel with these videos, let me know in the comments below while you're there. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you're keeping up with all of our video podcasts because the Lockdown Bears podcast is here for you five days a week. I appreciate you making Lockdown Bears your first listen today and every day. If you're looking for your second listen now that we're winding down here, the Lockdown Podcast Network has your team every day, including all of your other Chicago sports podcasts, Lockdown Bulls, Lockdown Cubs, Lockdown White Sox and Lockdown Blackhawks, all here for all your Chicago sports needs. So appreciate you tuning in. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit more deep on the Bears offensive, defensive coordinators, and special teams coach all throughout the rest of this week. So I hope to see you back here tomorrow. And most importantly, I hope the Lockdown Bears podcast helps you bear down. <laughs>